All right, so that's all for me. Um, this is Ryan. You're listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. And uh, but just because I'm not sitting here talking to you, don't don't forget that this is fundraiser week, and um, that you should call seven six three three five zero zero. That's a uh, area code seven three four seven six three three five zero zero. Make a pledge, make a donation, keep us on the air, keep us rocking, um, so you can hear the great songs like you just heard. That was Freeze Pop, Science Genius Girl, Shonen Knife with Flying Jelly Attack. Um, something that I don't know what it is because it was off of a mix CD that somebody gave me, and I liked it. Um, Half Japanese did Penny and the Fountain. Duplex did Hanu. And They Might Be Giants did Four of Two. Now uh, it's time for the Living Writers Show. Uh, so have a good time. Good afternoon. You're listening to The Living Writer Show on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name is Ashley David, and my guests today, plural, are former hosts Deanne Lundin, Eric Knut, and Sarah Rubin, and our special guest is Ken Michalowski, the poet and the teacher and the publisher of the Alternative Press. So I'm thrilled to have such a wonderful crowd joining me for this special fundraising edition of the Living Writers Show. This is the fundraising week. This, the station has been on the air for over 30 years, bringing student-run free-form programming to not only the university, but the communities in surrounding areas. And uh, the station is run almost 100% by volunteer power. We also have one half-time paid engineer. Um, but other than that, we're on the air in volunteer um, volunteer power is what, what keeps us going. And our fundraising week is really important because the university matches whatever we're able to raise during this week. And we're about halfway through. Our goal for the fundraising week is $30,000. We've raised a little over $13,500 to Whoa. date. Yeah. yeah, thank you to the folks who donated. Ooh. More mugs, yes! <laughs> um, and we hope you will join the crowd of folks who are um, opening up your wallets and um, sending some money to the station to support the programming that you like. For the first caller, not only will you receive one of our premiums, which um, the, the, the pledge dollars start, um, $10 for that, you'll receive a mug or a legal ID CD. And um, I, if you've been listening to the station a lot, you know that we have some really funny and famous folks on there um, IDing the station, identifying the station. But um, we also have T-shirts and um, tote bags and zip-hooded sweatshirts. Our goal for this 45-minute slot is $400. And if 10 callers call in at $40 each, we will make our goal, and each of you will receive an animal, an audible animal tote bag. It's the audible part, I think, that really matters. <laughs> it is. It's a, that's the important part. It's got a little poem on it and everything. What does that mean, audible animal tote bag? <laughs> no, you don't want to ask is that. It like, does it make animal sounds? Well, that's a really good question. And if folks go to wcbn.org backslash donate, they can see what an audible animal tote bag looks like. Yeah. 
You got me. <laughs> yeah, so so pledge 40 bucks, and um, if you're the first one to do so, you'll also get a grab bag of books. Um, publishers send us nice books for this show. So I we'll could probably take out my cell phone that I just turned off, call the station, get <laughs> yeah, myself a $40 donation, right. and get that Audible Animal tote bag. That would work. I All think right. you should. Well, but we'll <laughs> see. I'll hold out. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Eric and Deanne and Ken have all brought some wonderful things to read, and so that's what, instead of doing the normal interview format that we do for this show, we're going to bring in a lot of voices today, and um, we're going to start with a poem from Rebecca Black, because she was supposed to be a guest on the show two weeks ago and got stuck in Cleveland. Um, her wallet was stolen, and I thought we just... Oh, is that what happened? Because, I mean, I, I'm at the drum, and I'm, you know we're all waiting for her to come in, and suddenly it's canceled. So Settle, yes, I didn't well, know why. her wallet was stolen, so she could not rent a car and could not get to Ann Arbor, oh but goodness. she's hoping to come back. And so we'll bring um, Rebecca Black into the room with a poem from her first book. It's called Wakulla Springs. I found me a cranny of perpetual dusk, mastodon tusk, burnt wood at spring bottom. I dragged down low the parts of myself I couldn't carry. I thought to burn those diaries as catfish whiskered my thighs. In the lodge, visitors dripped aqua blue over marble floors, ate canned cherries, potatoes cut into a face. The anhinga flapped furred wings. I kept down low, thought to burn my tick-bitten breast, every creature crossing my chest. Hydrilla choked the swamp, rivers merged and said no more, thus the black lagoon. I don't suppose you knew, dearest, among eolite and daggered palms. I made you mine by perishing I meant to shine. So, Rebecca Black, mm. via her book. Mm-hmm. Did she ever find her wallet? She did not, but she did cancel all the credit cards and everything's fine. Yeah. But you, I know you out there listening, have credit cards that you can <laughs> <laughs> that are not canceled. Uh, that are not deleted. canceled. So please, give us a call here at the station. The number is 734-763-3500 and pledge your support for WCBN. There are our Christy and Dan from the Closets of Reclosed show are standing by the phones and they're ready to take your call. Can they, can they make a pledge on a credit card? They can. That's Credit card, nice. debit card. You can bring cash to the station. You can uh, even pledge online at wcbn.org backslash donate. So you're tuned into The Living Writers Show. My name's Ashley David, and let's hear a bit of prose from Eric Knut, former host. But before you read what you're going to read for us, will you tell us when you were a host and uh, what was happening on The Living Writers Show in your day? Yeah, I was a host a couple of years ago, and it was before The Living Writers Show became uh, an international phenomenon. <laughs> Seriously, we were just like small pennies doing people around town for the most part. Well, um, we have some big folks around town for the most yeah, part. Yeah, that's true. So that's exactly those are right. Big, those are big folks. That's true. We had great We had great people on. So I did it for a little bit. It was hard because it takes a lot of time. I'm in awe of you, Ashley David. You're doing this every week. Um, Lots of good support. We've got Chaz Barrett out there engineering show after show. <laughs> well, we, he, he actually has some history for the show, the station, too. He's, he's doing the Paul Schaefer, though. He's behind the glass nodding and saying, yes, Ashley, yes, call WCVN. <laughs> Pledge your support. So uh, when I was around, we I, I, I never got um, I never got to talk to John the John McCain's of the world. Whoa, I would have loved that. But I did get to talk to people like the Ray McDaniel's of the world and Eileen Pollock. Um, I had Nancy Nancy Reisman had just come to the university, so it was a kind of welcoming. I said, "Come to the show," and we heard some of her beautiful, beautiful writing. Um, Fabulous. Yeah. Well, let's hear, you, you've brought in some Marilyn Robinson, mm-hmm. and um, 
Marilyn Robinson was in town recently. Did uh, you try to get her? I did not. Mm. It didn't work, the, the scheduling that week, but yeah, what, what a treat. Bad. That would have been a that good one. Have. I kind of stalked her when she was here. It started off accidentally. But then I did. I kind of I saw I bumped into her accidentally, and then I bumped into her a second time, and then I just let myself follow her around for an (laughs) afternoon. Stalking Marilyn (laughs) Jett Robinson. (laughs) All right. I love Marilyn Robinson. I mean, now of course she's famous because she won the Pulitzer Prize. I mean, famous. Yeah, and I used to find lots of people never heard of her. Uh, so it was one something I would love to do is to say, listen to this kind of quiet and brilliant voice. That's uh, something I look for in writing is the, the, that, that stuff that's uh, uh, calmer and kind of quiet. And this book, I was actually, when I first found out it won the Pulitzer Prize, I was actually surprised because it's such a quiet book. It's not full of crazy fireworks. Um, it's d- but definitely deserving of praise. This is just the very beginning of Gilead. Of this, yeah. Sorry, this is the very beginning of Gilead, and the whole book is a letter written from an old man who's a preacher, uh, and uh, to his son, hoping that his son, uh, assuming his son will read it later when he's a man <clears throat> from Gilead. I told you last night that I might be gone some time, and you said where, and I said to be with the good Lord, and you said why. And I said, because I'm old. And you said, I don't think you're old. And you put your hand in my hand, and you said, you aren't very old, as if that settled it. I told you you might have a very different life from mine, and from the life you've had with me. And that would be a wonderful thing. There are many ways to live a good life. And you said, Mama already told me that. And then you said, don't laugh, because you thought I was laughing at you. You reached up and put your fingers on my lips and gave me that look I never in my life saw on any other face besides your mother's. It's a kind of furious pride, very passionate and stern. I'm always a little surprised to find my eyebrows unsinged after I've suffered one of those looks. I will miss them. It seems ridiculous to suppose the dead miss anything. If you're a grown man when you read this, it is my intention for this letter that you will read it then. I'll have been gone a long time. I'll know most of what there is to know about being dead, but I'll probably keep it to myself. That seems to be the way of things. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. That's Eric Knuth reading Marilyn Robinson from her novel that won the Pulitzer Prize, Gilead. Eric is a writer in his own right, a wonderful writer and former host of The Living Writers Show. What years do you remember? No. Don't go there. It will come to me. <laughs> Don't take it yourself. How about you, Dion? Oh, well, I was here uh, 96, 97, so back in the dark ages. But, um, yeah, I, I, like Eric, I also didn't have the chance to, um, you know, interview Billy Collins and um, who was, what was it, you were interviewer and he was? <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I, I get a little flustered sometimes. <laughs> and uh, and when I do so, I, I do any number of things. And I called um, Billy Collins, um, Billy Laureate, and he said... On <laughs> 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 accident? Well, uh, yes, yeah, it was well, certainly yeah. by accident. And, I, and he <laughs> said, he said, well, Ashley, I don't think we know each other well enough for that. <laughs> I'm going to call you Ashley interviewer, <laughs> if you insist. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've done some funny things to people's names, but that was probably the, 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 the most embarrassing moment I've had this year. So what have you brought in for us, Deanne? Um, I've got a couple of different things for you, but I thought I would start just because um, 
I've been thinking about, actually, about death, partly because, of course, you know, being a poet, I think about death all the time, but um, also because a really wonderful person has been lost from the arts community. Just Sunday, um, Herb Scott died. He was the editor of uh, New Issues, which is such a, a fabulous press, and he just, in, in a very short amount of time, has turned it into, a, you know, a terrific press. So he will be greatly missed. Um, and that made me think, of course, of Tom Lynch, um, who is, as most people know, our famous uh, writer mortician, or morticianly writer, uh, who lives up in Milford, um, not far away. Um, I had interviewed him on the show. Um, he's just such a charming, generous man. He's warm. He's funny. He's just like he writes. Um, and I thought, you know, there's an, that's an extraordinary thing, really, because many people are become something else when they write um, and he he is so almost identified in a way with that so that voice that he has which is very much like what, what Eric was saying you know the sort of calm um, he's quirky he's funny but he's very plain spoken and so I kind of I thought I'd read just a, a little bit um, he also writes poetry um, but he writes far more nonfiction um, for whatever reasons are not only to him and God but um, <laughs> because his poetry is wonderful but um, he has this fabulous piece um, about the difficulties of writing poetry and so I thought I would I would read a little bit from that um, this is from his latest um, well no it's not his latest actually his latest is uh, called booking passage this is from bodies in motion and at rest notes on a note on, on the rapture to his true love among the few consolations of what has been called writer's block is the assurance that so long as one has it, one is indeed a writer. Of course, the longer it goes, the more it resembles and risks being mistaken for proctologist's block, real estate agent's block, and other obstructions ordinaire. For this reason, years ago, I devised a formula by which relief from such affliction is nearly guaranteed. The formula is simple. You may try it at home. First, you sit down a sensible protocol, whatever the blockage, and consider an inanimate object in your house. This will keep you from writing about pets and children too much. Next, look out of doors, beyond, if you please, the domestic interior. Let your gaze fall on something out there in the landscape or geography. Third, pull something from the daily papers, an article or obit or something from the want ads. Display ads from political action committees or labor unions, while not entirely forbidden, are known to produce poor results. And fourth, take something from the TV. Now endeavor to relate these seemingly unrelated apparitions in verse, for isn't this the enterprise of poetry? To apprehend the kinship in the distant cousins of happenstance and image and utterance? Or vice versa? Lest any quibble should arise, assign yourself some formal tasking in advance, a rhyme scheme or a verse form, a pantoum or sestina, say, a metrical or acoustic hoop through which you will agree in advance to jump. Truth told, this multimedia approach results in remarkable disappointments, poems of such abundant mediocrity that I burn them or affix to them the names of poets I dislike and post them to the New Yorker. At least one, which I shall not name here, was accepted for publication and appeared in a summer double issue, the generous check and the week-long fame assigned to the account of a fellow I meant to damage. He later made it the title poem for his sixth collection, claiming in the eventual interview that it had come to him in a dream. Wonderful. Thank you. That is Deanne London. Was Deanne London reading? Um, she's still Deanne London, Lundin, actually, um, <laughs> reading from Thomas Lynch's nonfiction. And um, former host of the Living Writer Show, also the um, series 
programmer, leader, etc. for the Crazy Wisdom Reading Series, um, which is every Wednesday at 7. More or mm-hmm. less, you pretty much have an event every Wednesday, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right, the pretty much. Works in Progress? Yeah, Works in Progress Reading Series. Um, the only month, really, that's not true for this year is, is coming up is in March, so people need to check the calendar for that. But um, the first two Wednesdays are blocked out, first for spring break and the other for the AWP, which, you know, everybody, <laughs> all writers are gone. So. Yes, well... Um, Thank you for reading that and also for bringing um, Thomas Lynch into the the conversation this year. Um, we've been having some scheduling snafus, and hopefully we'll have him on the show this summer. But um, we're not we're not we haven't worked that one out yet. Ashley, can I just say the people who are on the phones taking all the donations? They're in another room, so I can't. I know the phones are just ringing off the hook, but I can't mm-hmm. hear them. Mm-hmm. I can't hear them either. Maybe we should. Maybe y'all should dial really hard <laughs> <laughs> so we can hear that. And that number again is seven three four seven six three three five zero zero. Or you can go online to wcbn.org backslash donate. You may donate online. You may also check out the loot because if you donate at levels of ten dollars, twenty five dollars, thirty dollars. or $75, you will get um, some lovely, nifty little gifties in return um, for thank you. And you'll also get a grab bag book from some of the books that we receive here for the Living Writers Show. We are going to take a very short break, and then I'm thrilled to come back and introduce our special guest, Ken Michalowski, who will read for us. So please, those phones, do you hear them yet? I, well, I, I, can, I can hear it's them. You're room, dialing harder. Dial, dialing harder, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Dial that number again, 734-763-3500. Please support WCBN.org. Uh, WCBN. What is this? FM. And the, the Ann email address Arbor. is Ann Arbor. Thank you very much. Good thing I have some former hosts on <laughs> yeah. here to help me out We today. know where we are. listening to The Living Writers Show on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name is Ashley David. I am thankfully helped out today by former hosts Deanne Lundin and Eric Knute. And Sarah Rubin, uh, the most recent host before I took over this year, will be joining us in the very last segment of the show. And for this segment, we are joined by our very special guest, Ken Michalowski, poet, teacher, and um, the publisher of The Alternative Press. Welcome. Great to be here. I'm glad to be here and also to be bringing along a poem by an old friend of mine, Faye Kicknessway from Detroit. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, you know, we're so glad to have you, um, not only because you're just lovely and wonderful, but we've actually had requests. So you are so well loved by the undergraduate population who make up a big constituent of our of our um our listeners, and in addition to all the folks who've known you throughout the years through in all the international poetry circles, you're well-loved locally, so it's a treat to have you. I love to be loved. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's hear from Faye Kiknowski? Kiknowski. Kiknowski, yeah. Um, it's from a uh, book of hers uh, called The Man of the Hook, Trouble. Now, is this a book that you published from, through the Alternative Press? No, but I did publish another book of hers called uh, The Cat Approaches. 
And uh, that that came out a while back. Hand set, hand printed, mm-hmm. hand folded, hand <laughs> stitched, hand bound. Oh. And that's what all of the books. And then the there's no fingerprints all over it as well. Look, you notice that. <laughs> notice that. <laughs> but yeah, the alternative press. Uh, we we did uh, letterpress work, so it was, it was um, but mostly it was not books. It was broadsides, postcards, bookmarks, bumper stickers. Yeah, you always want to see some of those come into the Shaman Drum Bookshop. There we go. Good. Well, the poem I want to read by Faye Kiknaswe is called, I Wake My Friend, I. I wake, my friend, I wake, and my eyes stun you, and my voice shakes you. I wake and look for you, look at you, and you think I'm an enormous plant, a carnivorous plant come to lick you off the surface of your life. And I am, and I will. You shake at the thought that I am free to walk as my own shape, to move my feet free from the pot they've been buried in. They are free, see? I walk, I walk, and you think I am knives and revolvers. You think I am war and murder, and I am, my friend, I am. And you think I make judgments on your small, dark life, and I do, my friend, I do. And you sit, and you sit, and you hear movement, the carpet, the wall tack, the sheet, and you blink your eyes and your mouth won't shut, and you wag it and you wag it, and I glow like a comet rising in the sky, and I gnash my teeth, and I am painted blue and orange, and I jump the way fire jumps, and I am explosions and steel, and I am soft meat, and I am buttons and silver, and I am books and thread, and I am tongues and laughter, and I am tin and singing. And electricity is the way I touch, and night is the way I bend my legs, and my hair, my hair revolves the sun. And I knock at your door, and I'm feathers and claws, rings and knuckles. I dance, I laugh, and you think I've come to kiss holes in your gauze face, and your throat is a closet, and your ears are wrapped in phlegm, and your fingers hang useless, and you think you won't hear me. You think you won't touch me, but you will, my friend. You will. Beautiful. That's Ken Michalowski mm. reading Faye Kiknasue. Did I get, I get it right? It's a lot That's of it. syllables for me today. <laughs> <laughs> Kiknasue. When was that published? When? 1973. Wow. Yeah, um, that's a... That's an essential, and that's a Detroit poem. Wow. That's a Detroit poem. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the language, um, the, the, the images, um, that's a Detroit poem. Faye now, for her reward, is teaching at the University of Hawaii in Honolulu. Oh, right. That's, so there. That's a sad thing. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, she's invited you to visit, I hope. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, but that, uh, the, the, just the, that, that kind of, um, the, the choice of words and the, the sound of the words, is, that's Detroit. Now, as Detroit has changed in the intervening 30, how many, 40 years, almost 40 years, 73 to... That's a little over 30. A little over 30. Numbers and and syllables are not not working for me today. Detroit is still absolutely a vital art scene, a vital poetry scene, vital art scene. It was, uh, has been for many years, still is, absolutely. Well, there's the, the wonderful program Inside Out Detroit oh, um, sure. is yeah. Yeah, sending poets so. into the schools yeah, to work much. with kids there. And some of the poetry and artwork that comes out of that program from the 
the Detroit Public School kids is really unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then 555 gallery, the gallery. Yep, that's on, that's in Detroit now. Yeah. Still going. After on. moving around a bit. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I think it was here in Ann Arbor yeah, actually for a while. Yeah. For a while. So what made you choose that particular poem? Well, because I'm from Detroit too. And that, I do a, a segment in my class. I, I do a New York School poetry and I follow with Detroit. And then it's easy to say, we're not in New York anymore because it's out of the casual conversational tone. The Detroit tone is a little grittier. The images become explosions and steel and uh, war and murder and phlegm and gnash and rings and knuckles and you know it's it's a it's a different kind of you know, different kind of sound entirely. And so the contrast is always good. And I like to promote Detroit. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, Peter Marcus is coming tonight to Crazy Wisdom. He'll be reading at the Works in Progress. That's right, from his so. new book, at The Singing Fish. Singing, Singing Fish. Fish. Yeah, yeah it just yeah. really looks like a cool book. Yeah. I'm looking so forward to hearing him read. That, that'll be at 7 o'clock tonight at the Crazy Wisdom Bookstore mm-hmm. on Main Street. And, and Peter's associated with the Inside Out, too. He exactly. Is, he's and he's the program director now. Yep. No, not the program director. Oh. He's, he's their senior teacher. Um, Robert Fanning is the program director. Okay, then that's different from the what I had on the masthead. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's um, so he's he visits in the in the um, schools and observes and tells the teachers that, um, kind of how to improve and stuff and serves as a real mentor in the program. Um, he's he's a wonderful teacher too. He's got great plans and works. So I believe he's teaching at Cass Tech this year. That's a school. Well, what you got going over there for us, Mr. Knut? Are you hearing any phones? Uh, well, you know what I was thinking about while y'all are talking? It's really beautiful right now. It's like springtime, but I just heard there's this massive, massive cold front moving in, and it's going to hit us tonight or tomorrow. And I swear, to, I'm not just trying to get money from people, but I, this, all these thoughts went <laughs> through my head. I heard that, and then I was looking at this list of the things, because when I, when I listen to a donation on the radio, I think, well, what am I going to get? And I was looking down at the bottom for these big ones. Like if you if you pledge sixty dollars when you call in, oh yeah, you will get a new logo sweatshirt, which will help you prepare for that cold front that is on its way mm-hmm. in right now. And if you pledge seventy five dollars, you can make that sweatshirt a hooded sweatshirt. And I just it's zippy. A it's zippy. zippy. It's a, like a CBN thing. Yeah, it yeah. is. CBN zippy hooded sweatshirt for $75. These things are exciting to me because this we're going to be blindsided by this cold front. People are just partying out in the streets right now. But um, you can take care of your radio station and keep yourself warm. Yeah, that, I think that's a great idea. That's that was a, that was a that's a good way to go with mm-hmm. the thinking. Hawaii's got me ready to get on a plane, but you're just going to hunker down with your sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way to do that is to call seven three four seven six three thirty five hundred, or to go to www.wcbn.org backslash donate, where you can check out the loot and see this nifty hooded sweatshirt and this nifty new logo sweatshirt. That's awesome. Yeah, prepare for the cold and support the local radio station. And, su- and support the Living Writer Show, I think. Support it's the become, Living Writer Show. We were kind of joking around with you before, but it's become such a big and important thing. Um, one of the ways for listeners to show how important it is is to pledge right now. So. That's true. That's true. Show your support. 
Hey, we have no pledges left. No way. Yeah, and and my engineer is looking at me with this really really what mean look. What did that note look. say? That it note said, said bleed, bleed them. them. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Do that. It's a good thing Ken has prepared Lynch. us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll call Tom Lynch. We'll get some Detroit poetry going, and we're going to bleed you guys. So I know some of you are driving home. This is the drive hour for a lot yeah, of our listeners. Yeah, that's the problem. Is the time. However, I know you also have a cell phone, and I'm sure this will not be the first time you've talked on the phone and driven in your car. in Michigan. Party. It's legal in Michigan. If we're in New York, Is we couldn't. Oh, no way. Yeah, it's legal in Michigan. It's legal in Michigan to pledge and drive at the same time. Call us up, right? So, yeah. pledge and drive on at the, the same time. Yeah, that number again, 734-763-3500. And please don't make me go out there and look at my engineer in the face when there's no glass between me and him because he's looking really mean. Come on. He's, oh, and he's looking pathetic I'm and mean at the same time. Yeah, we're 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 scared and Oh, hey, Mom, if you want your kid back, send the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send money. And maybe $60 for, I mean, if uh, you're an undergraduate out there, $60 is maybe tight, but $10 will get you a mug, a, a WCBN mug, and then you can have your hot tea for when the cold front comes in. Hey, I hear the phone ringing. Let's hope that's, that's one good. of you dialing hard. And we actually have three phone lines, so let's hear a couple more of you ring really hard or dial really hard what, so Eric can hear. Yeah. Living yeah. Writers. Living Writers Show, uh, which is what you're tuned into. You're tuned into the Living Writers Show on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Um, my name is Ashley David, and I'm joined today by hosts, former hosts Eric Knute and Deanne Lundin. And coming up in the third section of the show, we I hear the phone again. That's mm-hmm. fabulous. Thank you, people. Lovely sound. It's a All great right. sound. Um, Sarah Rubin will join us uh, via the phone, actually, for the next segment of the show. And we've had Ken Mikulowski with us for this segment. Thank Ken, you. thank you so much for coming out. It's been a real treat. I'm happy to be here, and let's send some more phone calls in here, okay? Yeah. I well, have to ask before we move on, Ken, if I was listening to the show, I'd be really annoyed if I didn't know this woman's name, because I have to go get her book after the show. What's yeah. the last name again? Kiknaswe. Faye Kiknaswe. And how to spell it for people. K-I-C-K-N-O-S-W-A-Y. I know Shaman Drum has her books. Kiknaswe. Yeah, we do. Yeah. She's awesome. Is her other book, the one you published, as good as that poem you read? Absolutely. I bet. It has an amazing cover. Yeah, well, then that the oh. cover that y'all published is all hand. If you give me a note from your mother, I'll show you the drawings in A Man's a Hook Trouble. Uh-oh. Oh, goodness gracious, we're going <laughs> to need some. can't say that on the air what I just saw. My yeah, God. we're going to need some notes from our mothers. <laughs> give us a call at the station, please, and pledge your support for The Living Writers Show and WCBN. That number again is 734-763-3500. We'll be right back after a break. Well, it looks like the phones are ringing, so we will um, not go to a break. We're just going to go straight on through. But Ken Mikulowski is walking out the door. And, um, we and he's going to come to Crazy Wisdom. He's going to read in the Work in Progress series. I've been after him for two years. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Soon you get him on the phone. Po- now I've got him. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. Thanks so much, Bye-bye. Ken. I really appreciate it. Hi, Ken. Good to meet you. All right. So do we have Sarah on the phone, Chaz? No, we don't have Sarah on the phone yet. Sarah Rubin is calling in from D.C. Um, but in the interim, while we're getting the, the technical bit um, lined up, 
What else have y'all brought in? Let's talk about you are both, Deanne and Eric, are both writers. You both came through the MFA program here mm-hmm. at the University of Michigan and have stayed in the community. Um, Deanne, we've talked a little bit about the, the series that you host at um, Shaman Drum. No, Crazy Wisdom. Uh, sorry. I work, work at, at Shaman, Shaman Drum, Drum and, but the Crazy Wisdom Work in Progress series, which is the one that Peter Marcus is reading in tonight. Right. And um, Eric, you teach both in the NELP program and in the um, English writing program, the Department of English Writing mm-hmm. Program here at the University of Michigan. NELP, New England Literature Program. There are yeah. some new folks out there. You haven't met me yet, but you will soon. You will soon if, mm-hmm. you, if you go do NELP, which is in the spring semester. Spring term. So yeah. what what kind of stuff do you have people doing? I mean, everybody's out sort of uh, bivouacking and so on. I mean, tell people about <laughs> tell people about NELP because not everybody knows about it. It's yeah. such a cool program. It's a crazy program. We take uh, 40 students from the university and give them 10 minivans and they, the first thing they do is drive themselves from Ann Arbor to this tiny little town in Maine. And all of those students and some staff members live together in this rented boys camp on on these cliffs. <laughs> it sounds like make this up, and, but it's crazy. And write stories and, and poems. read and New England literature. Um, uh, and like just throw like read and, and write the whole time. And it's all reading. We have uh, We have technically kind of three classes a day, but it's... We all cook and clean together, um, and so when you're, you know, making pizza for 60 people, you're also talking about Emily Dickinson. Mm-hmm. So it's a kind of life of classes. That's quite an image, actually. Emily Dickinson and pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Making pizza, not just making calling. the pizza for 60 people. Oh, yeah. speaking That's of which, I'd love to thank the folks who've donated food um, during our fundraiser. M- many local businesses do that, and today, um, Washtenaw Dairy supplied um, the, the breakfast for the folks who are manning the phones and are staffing the phones. And then Jerusalem Garden got us midday for um, covering the food there. And the Out Bar is just coming in with food for the folks who are staffing the phones now. And uh, Dan and Christy are staffing the phones and they're waiting to take your pledge. And uh, Eric's told us about a horrible cold front that's coming. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but apparently it's going to get cold. And for a $60 pledge or a $75 pledge, you could get a new logo sweatshirt or a zippy sweatshirt. And for $40, you can get an audible animal tote bag, which you could <laughs> get into, pull over your head, and you could also <laughs> listen to the animal. And mm-hmm. you'll discover the mystery of exactly what an audible animal tote bag is. Yeah, which That's is which me. we don't know. We don't know yet. <laughs> but, but, and, and if you're strapped for cash, which I know a lot of students are, um, show your support for the station and for the Living Writers Show, and $10 will... Mm-hmm. Um, be an, a, a wonderful amount to pledge, and for that you'll get a nice mug, so you can keep yourself warm with a little hot cocoa once that that cold front comes in. The number again to call is seven three four seven six three thirty five hundred, or go to our website www.wcbn.org backslash donate. So I see books, stacks and stacks of books that y'all have brought in. Um, tell me, what and why did you choose what you brought in? Deanne? Oh, me. Okay. Um, Well, easily because uh, these are two writers that are local and also absolutely knock-your-socks-off writers. They're very different voices. Um, um, You have... Oh, 
Oh, we want to thank Anna Vitali. Anna Vitali. Who donated. You rock, babe. <laughs> she <laughs> also. And it's because Ken Michalowski is the best poet. He so is, absolutely. Thank you, Ken, for coming in, and thank you, Anna, for um, pledging. Thanks, Anna. And join Anna in pledging your support as well. Um, really is a, a treat to have this kind of resource. Um, Deanna's talking about the books in front of her by Ann Carson and um, Thomas Lynch, both of whom are local writers, but they're internationally known, mm-hmm. very wonderful local writers, as is Ken Michalowski. Um, well, it doesn't seem really fair to say that Ann Carson, I mean, she's she's here in Ann Arbor now, and so we, we claim her. We claim her as a local. She will never, <laughs> she'll never be able to live that down. Uh, but, you know, in a way, I, I sort of think of Ann Carson as being from white space. I mean, she's just, she's from another place. She's from the realm of imagination. I, I just love every place her book go, books go. It, it's another place. It's another uh, landscape. It's another mindscape. And, and that's one of the reasons you asked me why I brought, brought her in. It's because um, she never bores me. Never. Don't you have an embarrassing story about Ann Carson? Ann Carson. I have a wonderfully embarrassing story oh, about Ann Carson. <laughs> Ann Carson will not be embarrassed by the story. That's but even I better. Would. Um, okay. So I work at Shaman Drum, right? And um, many times I get really interesting people. In fact, most of the time, really interesting conversations um, when you're working the register. It's not like working retail at Target, you know. Um, people actually like talking about books. They like reading the people who buy books there. And so they're always thrilled to talk to you about books. And uh, one kid came up, and I say kid because he's, you know, oh, he probably was in his 20s. And so I can now say kid um, for people who are in their 20s. But... Um, he came up with Decreation, which is Ann Carson's latest book, and she had just uh, had it performed. And Well, I mean, she had read from it, and, and also the opera that's in it had been performed recently. Um, so he was all excited about it. And he came up, and he put the book down, and he said, I love this poet's work, but I don't understand it. She really just, she takes my head off. And I said, well, first of all, that's that's exactly where you want it to start. You know, that's what Emily Dickinson said, right? Um, but then I began to talk about, and, and it turned out that this person actually, he knows Hebrew. Um, you know, he'd lived in, in Israel for two years, so he actually knew about translating from other languages and so on. So we got into a conversation about how that seems to feed into uh, Ann Carson's work. Um, the fact that she is a scholar. Um, but she doesn't write uh, poems that can't be understood by anyone else because they are narrative poems still. There is a phone call, and uh, I believe, excuse me for interrupting you, Dan. I wonder if it's Sarah Rubin. I wonder if it's Sarah Rubin. Do we have Sarah Rubin, Jazz? Hello? Hello? Oh, man. All right. Hey, can you hear me? I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Welcome, Sarah. Come in. I was waiting in the side room for you, but now I'm here. But while I was waiting, I got to hear the calls, people calling in and pledging. Yeah. It was very inspiring. Mm. It is inspiring, um, and we'd love to have some more of that. So tell us where you're calling in from. I'm calling in from Washington, D.C., our nation's capital. I came down here to begin an MFA in poetry. I'll say about that, um, and I'm so pleased to be back on the show. <laughs> well, we miss you dearly. We're happy to have you. <laughs> Now, tell us, um, the we've, I, I've asked Eric and Deanne to tell us a little bit about the times when they were on the show. And um, the show has not been running continuously. Uh, you resurrected it, is that right? I think that's a, a very eloquent way to put it. Uh, I resurrected the Living Writers Show, yes. Um, during 2002, I tried to, but we just couldn't 
get everything together. So it was 2003 finally when it happened. And people were great. The community was great. As Eric was saying earlier, I think the scope went, um, during my tenure there at least, you know, you start out with locals who are phenomenal Mm -hmm. individuals. Um, And then we've had um, the luck to interview some people from, you know, the international writing scene, which has just been great. And as we're talking about, you had Billy Collins on and John McCain. I mean, the Living Writers Show. Worth donating to. Worth definitely. In fact, we have next week Kwame Dawes, um, Jamaican writer originally from Ghana, will be on the show. Um, We are in conversation right now with um, Robert Pinsky about coming on the show this semester. Uh, He'll be in town for a week in March. Mm -hmm. And um, Ari Weinsweig, one of the founders of um, Zingerman, writes books, and he's coming on the show at the end of... um, March and German Guide to Good Eating. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And there's yeah. also a book that a guide to good service, which has just come out in Chinese. And um, so we've got all kinds of good yeah, stuff. Yeah, and actually, speaking of Zingerman's, people may not know that one of Zingerman's cooks is an absolutely fabulous poet. Michael Dickman. Michael Dickman. Michael Dickman. I had him, yes, and I had him read at uh, Crazy Wisdom recently. So Zingerman's, you know. <laughs> Promoters of great literature. Yeah. So also, Michael Dickman is in the um, Minority Report, the movie Minority Report. Oh, my God. So we have a <laughs> well, he just rocks all around. He's a com- cook. He's and a com- he can cook. And he can cook. He's definitely the person. Have your there, next party. <laughs> if you're out there, Michael Dickman, you should call us and buy yourself a logo tea. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, we're getting you yeah, some good press. Yeah, you can Dickman. wear it while you're uh, while you're cooking at Singerman's. So tell us, Sarah, um, what were some of the highlights as you as you sort of pulled the show out of the um, the the uh, where was it? It was just not exactly. Yeah. yeah, it was you know sort of late. It was there. It was you know like a little bulb before it could bloom again. You know, it's the perennial or whatever, whatever those are. Those flowers that come up and then go down. <laughs> those flowers, yes, the ones. Um, well, and now it's uh, we're on every week, and um, that has been going on since two thousand three. Um, Deanne was. Hosting the show in ten years ago, it was yeah ninety six ninety seven ninety seven. And yeah. Eric, you were I hear phones ringing. That's a great That's sound. A sound. Um, and if you haven't picked up the phone yet, we're about halfway through our um, fundraising week. Our goal is to raise thirty thousand dollars, and we're a little shy of where we need to be at the halfway point because we've raised a little over thirteen thousand five hundred dollars, which. Although my math is not good, I can tell that's not quite halfway to 30,000. Um, and we'd love to hear from you during this show. Please support The Living Writers Show and um, WCBN. We have five more minutes in the show, so you've got five minutes to call 734-763-3500 and prepare for the cold front that's coming. A $60 pledge will get you a new logo sweatshirt. A $75 pledge will get you a zip-hooded sweatshirt. And if you're just strapped for cash, a mug... $10 gets you a mug for some hot cocoa for this cold front. Oh, for that matter, come on, Animals Logo Tea. All right, 25 bucks. $25 gets you a T-shirt. You can layer up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, Sarah, what what are you um, doing out there in D.C.? Well, I came out, as I said, for the MFA in Poetry at George Mason. And, by the way, on apparel, I'm wearing my zip hoodie from CBN. <laughs> and I get compliments all the time. I really think I've made most of my friends in Washington, D.C., because they like my WCBN sweatshirt. <laughs> so 
if you pledge and you get a WCBN sweatshirt or a T-shirt, you can make friends, too. It's just an <laughs> added bonus to supporting the radio station. Um, but, yeah, I'm here for the MSA, and then I started working with the D.C. Independent Film Festival because I miss Ann Arbor's lovely art scene so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the film festival's coming up, too, in March. In March, here. Yeah, yeah. the film festival. Yeah. So how's the writing going? The writing's, you know, going. Um, it's the very beginning. I know that Eric completed his MFA at Michigan, right? And you're completing yours. And I'm going to bring mine. Deanne completed hers here at University of Michigan. All three, yeah. all four of us hosts are MFA folks coming through, two in poetry and... And then, Eric, you were in prose. Mm-hmm. Sarah, what are you Although doing? Eric are you doing prose or poetry? Poet. She says you're doing poetry. Poetry. You, you're, you're undergrad degree Don't laugh poetry, at her. I see you Sarah? laughing. <laughs> Sarah just said I'm a fabulous poet. Is that what she said? You are. <laughs> I've never written a poem in my life. I've read poems <laughs> that you've written. Don't listen to him. <laughs> being modest because he's so modest, Eric Canute. But uh, what are you doing, Sarah? Are you doing prose or poetry? Poetry. Okay. Yeah, she started with me. I think I was your first poetry teacher at NELP, wasn't I? Yeah, at NELP. Yeah, I heard you guys You are all grown NELP up earlier. now, out yeah, in the world. Out in the world. <laughs> well, and Sarah, you and I met in an Ann Carson class, an essay class last year, so um, that sort of ties us together to... Um, Freaky. Yeah. The world, the, the, the white space that Ann Carson inhabits that Dan exactly. described is, is the, we the all meeting zone. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. So who are you reading these days, Sarah? Who am I reading these days? Sarah Messer. Who, oh yeah. Yeah, she went. She went to Michigan for the Red NFL House. As well. Is it Red House? Is that what you're thinking about? Is that what you've read recently? Red yeah. House is her most recent. Though I'm sort of.